0: My name is Boyd Varty. I think of myself as an artist of experience. My passion is to create transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. My central exploration is to live on what I would call the track of your life. To me, this is to live courageously towards the discovery of what you are called to and to what life asks of you. So much of how I live has been informed by my passion as an animal tracker. I'm following the trail of my own life and reporting back. This show is a daily broadcast from a tree house on the Londolozi game reserve in the wild eastern part of South Africa. Londolozi is a 14,000 hectare wilderness reserve adjacent to the Kruger National Park. The land is home to lion, leopard, rhino, elephant and buffalo As well as a variety of other animals. I'm your host Boyd Varty. My goal is to spend 40 days and 40 nights alone in the wilderness to explore the archetype of the mystic in nature and hone my skills as a tracker. These are my daily stories. Day 8. Thank God for the spade. Imagine two astronauts go to the moon and while they're there there's an accident And their ship can't get back. They have only enough oxygen for two days. There is no hope of someone coming from Earth in time to rescue them. They have only two days to live. If you were to ask them at that moment, what is your deepest wish? They would answer, to be back home, walking on our beautiful planet Earth. That would be enough for them. They wouldn't want anything else. I was feeling very zen after reading that, when my troubles began. My troubles all began with a frog. Uh, no. No, they began before that when I went to the toilet. Um, actually, it started when I was headbutted by a grasshopper whilst using the toilet. And when I say toilet, let's be honest, we're not talking about the water closet at the St. James in Paris here. We're talking hole in the ground. The sort of toilet that you can get a grasshopper in your eye while you use it understand why people who live close to the earth believe in the changing moods of some greater spiritual force because it can seem when in nature that you can get into her bad books blinded and walking like jack sparrow with toilet paper over my left eye i was returning to the camp when i had the unnerving experience of seeing elephant tracks on top of my tracks from just a few minutes ago looking up i saw an agitated elephant cow With her head up in alarm. Her vibe was like when someone screams, Everybody be cool! in a way that makes everyone know that things aren't cool. The wind was on my back, so she could smell me, but she could not see me, which turned her up to code orange. I ducked to stand still near a tree. With that, she spun on her tracks and came at pace with the rest of her small herd back towards me. All I had to defend myself was a spade. Oh, thank God, I have a spade. She started to trumpet. Now bear in mind, I still had a grasshopper in my eye, so a lot was going on. A trip to the toilet had now escalated radically. Talk about shit yourself. Just then, I saw what was causing her agitation. It's that she's run into a musky bull who wants to be her lover, and she is just not that into him which is why I now have a fast-moving herd of Mack trucks coming my way. Realizing that the spade was like throwing a ping-pong ball against a tidal wave, I made a split-second decision to sit tight and stayed pressed against the base of the tree. And at the last minute, they veered away from me and crashed down the riverbank into the river. I could hear them crashing away, and then I heard them crossing the stream later. Sure, that was very close. The temperature rose then all day till it felt like I was at the devil's for a barbecue. In my meditations, I found myself walking in detail through the halls of the boarding school I was sent to when I was 10. In a weird trance-like state, I got up and stuffed some chocolate in my mouth. I don't specifically remember doing this, but I know that I did because the chocolate is gone. Then a frog jumped onto my face out of nowhere. A grey tree frog to be precise. They move before the rain. With that a blast of wind so powerful struck that it blew sand off the ground and into my mouth. The temperature went from devil's barbecue to Narnia in under two hours. I felt like I had done something wrong. What followed was nothing short of a six-hour gale. In the tree I felt like I was at sea in a storm, Small branches were falling all around me onto the deck onto the mattress. In the middle of the night I heard crunching down by the fire. This worried me. Naked now in slip slops but with the addition of a headlamp I went downstairs to find indeed a hyena had found one of my Tupperwares and was enjoying it while another chewed on my dry trunk. It was like I had busted busted a couple of moody teenagers who had broken into my garage to steal beer when they saw me they did not run away they had an attitude and frankly their eyes glowing in my headlamp and the crunching of tupperware and the whipping wind made for quite a scary scene so I reached for the closest weapon which was in this case the spade well thank god the spade having the spade Filled me with false confidence and I ran at the hyena and tried to spank it. It did not like this and it let out an eerie sound. I did not like that. All of this is happening in what can be best described as a mini tornado. I had leaves in my hair. I backed off. It started to rain. What do I make of this? I don't yet know, except that nothing bad ever happened to a storyteller. And I am in a process that is very much beyond me. How was your day, babe? Four zero, out. Try this again, from Thunderpost. And the lightning and thunder straight away led me to a prison cell in Java, where I was in the hands of the Japanese and to a nightfall in which I was convinced that it was my last night on earth. I had been told not long before that I was to be executed on the following morning. I was ill, in great physical pain, which I will not bother to describe, except to say that I had been treated in such a way that I was at the end of my own physical resources. And suddenly, in the midst of all this, there broke as it did this very evening a tremendous thunderstorm, over the prison, in which the Japanese held me, and the rain came down. I stood on tiptoe, hanging on to the sill of the narrow window of my cell. I looked out, and it was so lovely to see how the rain and the light went purple with these great flashes of lightning, and to hear what great music the unbelievable thunder made in my ears. An immense feeling of relief went through me. I was not worried about the next morning at all. I was indifferent to my own need because all personal and other considerations were dissolving in the thought, my God, now there is something that man doesn't control. That storm is something the Japanese do not control. There is the testimony to something greater than us all, in charge of a wider plan of life than any we can conceive. This has been another episode of the Track Your Life podcast with Boyd varti follow us on Instagram at Boyd underscore Vati, Twitter at Boydvarti visit Boyd's website at boydvarti.com or subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player please rate and review this podcast so that more people can find and enjoy it